what would be the most valuable possession to a mom? I don't know about you, but yeah, it's not complicated. Babies, their child. And I just thought, Camilla, are you available? My five-month-old. She says yes. Oh, we're going to see how this one goes. It's a good thing she's got those headphones. Shake out this arm. Y'all don't judge me, but as her dad, this is how she likes to be held, like a frog. And I know it looks funny, but I can tell you right now, if I turn her around and hold her towards me, she'll, she'll say, mm-mm. And if I hold her like a baby, she'll say, I'm not going to sleep. Let me see the people. But how you doing with that? I might take those off. Babies, a child is like number one to moms. And uh, I hate to break it to you, but it's also number one to dads. And it's just, it's everything God encompasses this life journey to be centered around, honestly. If you want to find real joy and pain and burden and strength, have a child. If you want to see God do crazy things in your life and you need a visual aid, have a child. If you want extra credit, have five. Dear Lord, I mean, why not, right? Look at her. Look at these chubby legs. She's so cute. I like to hold her when she don't have all her jammies because her little legs are so soft and cute. But as her dad and her mom would know this too, we know every little detail about this five-month-old. We know how she likes to be held because she, she and dad know this is how we walk around the house, just walking around the house. We don't watch TV. We're just thinking about life. And she thinks with me until eventually she just passes out like this. And I was going to use a baby carrier today. I don't know if y'all saw the social post, but she wasn't having it. And evidently uh, that size doesn't fit me too well. And so uh, it was not healthy for the baby. But the baby carrier was to help alleviate some of the pressure of holding her because the weight, you know, as cute as she is, it can get a little heavy. And there's been times where I've held her. There's, there's tricks to holding babies. You can clasp your hands underneath and then you just feel invincible. It's a trick. You got to learn the tricks of how to hold the baby for like a long time. And this is another trick. You hold them by their leg and then you just, you got like, you just got great control. I know it looks sketchy, but trust me, it's a good thing. I've got five. I know this works. <laughs> but um, as her mom and dad, the greatest prayer we have for all our children is that the mindset she has now stays with her into her adult life because this is the mindset God wants us to all keep, believe it or not. Now, I'm not saying her intelligence won't increase. Her intelligence, her wisdom won't increase, but her faithfulness will never be as good as it is right now. It will decrease from here on out because of external influences. And so my prayer as her dad and mom and dads, I'm sure moms, I'm sure you can just totally relate to this, that the biggest prayer we have for our children is that they grow up and learn how to defend against the wolves in sheep's clothing, especially all you dads with daughters. 
I was a young man once. I get it. And I don't want my daughter to feel pressured to subside to the, to the, the peer pressure of this is just the way the world is. Because we weren't meant to be average. We were meant to be VIPs for God's kingdom. And so when the world says it's normal, Camilla's going to say, no, I don't do that. I stand up for God. That's my prayer. And that she learns how to knock the devil on his head when life comes at her way and mom and dad maybe aren't available. She'll always know without a doubt, daddy loves me. Daddy's here for me. Thank you, Furnace. Daddy is always with me. I want to give you Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through 16. When you have your digital Bibles in your brains ready, because you have everything memorized like the, the uh, me- me- Messianic Jews, um, just say amen, because we don't use physical Bibles anymore. That's weird. Books, paper. Just kidding. If you want to bring a Bible, we'll give you a free t-shirt just to show us they still exist in the world. Don't go to eBay today and buy one. Come on, be real. Y'all got one somewhere in your house. Jesus is speaking here in Mark. People, excuse me, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked the people. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant, irritated. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. It's their kingdom. You want to come in? They got to let you. You don't let them. They let you. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, this is good, will never enter it. Look to your neighbor, tell them, you're not getting in. Oh, I mean, just say, just kidding. Unless... Your faith is like this little child. <laughs> Pastor just told everybody they're not getting in. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's what Jesus said. Verse 16, and he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Now, isn't it amazing how precious a newborn child is? She's five months yesterday. She's born December 7th, 2021. Y'all know it by heart by now. R7, perfection, 40 weeks, so good. There is nothing more innocent, pure, and beautiful than a child. Isn't it always incredible how God uses the beauty we physically see right here to describe the beauty he sees in us? Did you know this is what you look like still to God. He, he, don't know about, he knows about the Botox, but he don't see the Botox. He sees this version of you always. And, and, and it's cool because everything the Bible teaches has a literal and a spiritual mirror. God will use the seasons. He'll use miracles. He'll use all these things to show us something in the spirit by revelation. He has to get something that our carnal minds can connect with so that we can then have a spiritual revelation that only can happen by spirit. Our our normal senses can't grasp what God does in the spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. 
because we can't understand what the Spirit is doing unless we can discern as the Spirit dwelleth in us. But God will still get your attention with uh, earthly things, the trees, the seasons, beautiful babies. He will use to mirror his role in this life. He uses everything, revealing how he sees us and what we feel he feels. What if I can grasp what God intended at this age for my life today? Take yourself back if you can. Remember the day you came out. That didn't sound good. How many remember the day they were born? The good old days when the, the doctor was putting stuff in your eyes and, the, and they had the lamps and you're screaming, you know, it's just so good. Just remember, I'm kidding. Go back though, if you could, and try to visualize the state you were in when you were born. That state of pureness, readily available as a faithful child before, before the world. Oh, you want to take these off? Okay. She's saying, Dad, I need the word too. How's that? Is that better? Oh, she dissed me. She, she gave me the Michelle look right there. <laughs> God uses everything, though. And what if we could go back to the state he brought us into this world with our faithfulness today? Wouldn't that be something? That's hard to imagine, right? I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of junk in my life, and I can't imagine how my mind would feel if I was able to extrapolate the garbage and go back to day one with my faithfulness. That's hard to conceive, isn't it? It's hard to conceive. And when you're feel fearful today of what tomorrow will bring, remember your baby beginning. Remember the infancy of God's greatest creation when he brought you. Look to your neighbor and say, you, when he brought you into this world. This is not about Camilla. Camilla is a, is a, is a, is a beautiful baby illustration to talk about your infancy today. Oh, that's good. That's good. My title this morning is Baby Weight Blessings. Baby Weight Blessings. And baby weights carry big blessings, but she's getting heavy, Michelle. I think it's time for you to come get her. This is my, this is my sledgehammer arm. I went on, on terror with the sledgehammer in October on this building for fun, and it's never been right. And she's a blessing, but it's becoming a burden to hold her this long, especially with the weak arm. There's something wrong in there. And, and as much as I love her, I can't just keep holding her with that arm. So my question to you this morning is, what are you carrying around? Cramp. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Some of you are carrying things that no one even sees. It's not like you got a baby right there. I need to put her in this arm next time around so I'm balanced. It's the, you're carrying things in your heart that are like so heavy. You come in mad. You come into church mad and you leave mad. It's supposed to lift you up. Maybe, maybe you're carrying something that the world can't see, but you know it's there. And God, of course, would know it's there. 
So the question is, yeah, maybe it's a little thing, but how long you've been carrying it? Now it's growing, right? It feels like it's growing because just like the baby, I mean, she's what, 16 pounds or something? And I know she's fully healthy and everything, but she don't weigh that much. But as I hold her and hold her and hold her, eventually what I was excited about starts to become heavy to me. I start looking at it differently. I bet there's some moms out there that have some wonderful pregnancy stories that can make the journey look a little bit different than than the prize at the end of the tunnel. That didn't sound good. The prize at the end of the road. (laughs) You see, that blessing can start looking like something else because of how we're carrying it. And perhaps we're not carrying a blessing. We're carrying something that's toxic to begin with. We're carrying a jealousy, perhaps. And man, that makes me tired. What was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, yes. I was talking to Pastor Vince this morning. And I said, when I built, man, she really messed me up. A little yoga. I'm old. I was talking to Pastor Vince. And I was saying, when we built our house, every little detail I was aware of that wasn't right. And you think I'm bad? Michelle was extra aware of every detail. The house wasn't right. And here we have this big, beautiful home on this brand new street. We were one of the first houses. And the first six months of our life in that house was, insert negative word here, because every time we walked in, oh, the floor creaks right there. Oh, that cabinet doesn't shut perfectly as it should with the soft close hinge. Little did we know you just take the screwdriver and you just turn it a little bit and adjust the soft. Bit. No, it's broke. Call the contractor. Everything's broken. And then I got so obsessed with the squeaks in my brand new floor, I went and bought this carpet squeak kit. And I don't know if you know, but if you don't know what you're doing, it makes it worse. Yeah, I figured that one out. So I'm putting the drills in the floor, and the squeak's gone. I step over here, there's three more because I changed the pressure of the floor. And so, so like every day I'd come in, and Michelle would be like, by the way, and I'd be like, after a while, you know, all we think about is the problems with this blessing. So we were talking this morning, and I said, Vince, about five years in, I just said, forget it. I don't care. Yeah, my kid left that piece of paper in the carpet. I see it, and I'm walking past it. The old me would be like, i got to pick it up. And after a thousand times, I finally said, you know what? They're kids. The paper's going to be there. I'm just going to walk past it. I don't care anymore. Because you got to pick and choose your battles. And if you try to carry every little thing that ever happens to you, you will crumble. And so people do that. They carry in those little things. And they become really big things. And they're nothing. They're nothing. And they become mountains in our life. And all of a sudden, we don't want to go to church because we've got anxiety, because we're stressing about whatever, because the squeak in the floor, or we're stressing about something else because the baby went to the bathroom before she should in her pretty outfit, or like, whatever. Anybody else have babies? This is serious. Just because the world doesn't see it doesn't mean we're not carrying it and doesn't mean we're not allowing it to become ridiculous in our life. And God sees it. God sees it. So what are you carrying? Just look to someone, look and say, what are you carrying? Some of you can't answer that. We got, we got good ex-military in here. (laughs) 
We're carrying things that no one else sees. And our perception of the problem, I'm not saying your problems are silly. Sometimes they are. I'm talking to myself. But I'm saying it may look silly to the outside. And if you told your problem to somebody else, they'll say that's, just, that's silly. The pastor just said it's ridiculous. Why do you even share that? Now I don't feel welcome to share my problems and express myself. So I'm just going to keep it bottled up inside and become miserable. No. I'm not saying it's insignificant, but I'm saying it's resolvable if you put it in the context of why it's there to begin with, you know? It's not your God, is it? If it becomes the head of your universe, well, maybe there's a bigger issue there. Like we had a sermon years ago called Majoring on Minors. We pick and choose those battles because sometimes they're not worth fighting. God's bigger than that. You know, we, we can lose a battle. God's going to win the war. No matter what. So, so sometimes, though, those burdens are part of the thing you ask God to deliver. So sometimes it's not a ridiculous thing. Sometimes it's part of the process to get the baby into the world. God put it there for a reason. I can't say why God did everything the way he did. I don't like it that moms have to go through such intense labor. Thank you, Eve. Like, I don't know why God did it that way, but God did it for a reason. And there's something I bet every mom can witness that that journey is a bond you'll never forget with that child because it's only true to, to those who, ex, who experience it. And so God did that for some reason. And so, so when you're feeling like this baby's getting heavy and this thing is getting heavy, maybe it's something God is trying to, to give you and, you're, just, you're, just, uh, and you're, not, you're not evaluating the journey right, the timeline of it. You're trying, to, you're trying to birth it too quick. You're trying to do too much with it too soon. And God's saying you got to pace yourself because of what you asked for is bigger than you can handle right now. Like a big church. Well, there's just a small church. Quit calling us that. We're a big church. The world just hasn't caught up to God's vision. Can I get an amen, somebody? You want to set me off and take me out of pastor mode? Keep telling me how tiny the church is. I'll say, we're, we're going to be a big church. We're a big vision. That's my relatives right there. I can't tell you how many times they, they, they just, just, you know, little cute, little, just little cute thing. I'm like, you don't even know what it's like to submerse yourself in something because you can't see it yet. Don't call our vision that the Lord has given tiny. It's big. I don't do tiny. Sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> no, but seriously, part of that burden is to get you to understand what a blessing really is. It's to get you to understand the, 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 the shaping period. So sometimes I'm actually carrying something really valuable like my child. And, and I'm not saying literally my child, but maybe it's something like a child. And I'm to a point where I just want to set it down. Does anybody else hate running on the treadmill? I think two minutes is good. Why don't I lose the weight? I ran two minutes. Try two hours. Oh, I can never do that. My legs, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can. I, I'll find a reason to call it short. Has anybody done that? Well, I'll eat good today. And then one kid says, you want a hot Cheeto? Next thing you know, you're binging on the variety of Lay's chips in the pantry again. You say, how did I get here? That's temptation. Stay away from it. Stay away from the flame if you don't want to get burned. You can't mingle with it. 
You can't mingle with something that's a consuming fire. It sucks you in. How many remember the illustration at my house? There's like three people there. Remember the illustration? You can't mingle with fire because it sucks you in. Take a piece of paper to a fire today, but do it outside. And watch what the paper does. The paper doesn't jump into the fire. The fire reaches out to the paper. That's what sin does. And that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what the devil wants to tell you is that you need to put that thing down. You're not strong enough to do it. You need to, you need to quit. You need to quit being so faithful to your church. Oh, they're just a money-grubbing church. No, actually, we're a house of God that loves the Lord, and we're genuine and authentic. And when you get in the house of God, God's going to change your life. But the devil's going to tell you you're just wasting your time. You're not a good parent for dedicating so much time to that and putting God first and you're going to screw those kids up and you're going to get your relatives and all the relatives. He's going to get your relatives and he's going to put your mothers against daughters and fathers against sons, the Bible says. Anybody read that passage? You will endure persecution when you're seeking big blessing and baby weights carry big blessings. It's just a little old baby. So was Jesus in the manger. Look what he did. Just a little old baby carried a big, big blessing. Wow. It's about handling the weight. The process can make a small 16-pound weight feel really heavy. The process can mess your mind up. Because patience is hard. Waiting is hard. Enduring is hard. But that's what makes the blessing worth the worth, the value. It's about handling, handling the weight. And so we get to that point where we see God doing something. And then we have a little bit of a, a pit stop moment in our spiritual journey. And we just want to turn around and go home. Google Maps says there's going to be a detour I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I think the devil puts the detours on the map because when I get to the point, there's no cop taking radar and there's no detour. That's the devil trying to lie to me. Tell me, go back home. Don't have fun with your life. Just stay home. Does anybody else have seen this on Google? And then you get there and it says, was the speed trap there? No, it wasn't. Thank you for letting us know. Why don't you do a better job, Google, instead of getting my heart rate up? But I don't ever speed. So I wouldn't have anything to worry about unless Michelle's with me, not with me. Just kidding. It's about handling the weight. And as I watch my child grow into adulthood, the world is going to try to change her faith. And if I can keep my faith like where she's at now, I can stay in this fight and handle this weight. I'm more durable than I think I am. Did you know you're more durable than you think you are? Did you know little babies are more durable than they look? I'm not saying try this, but did you know a little baby, you, you drop them in water, they hold their breath. Nobody said, hold your breath. And they go, what do I do? They go, Whoop. they're durable. And they know they're like, they're like springy. I'm not saying do this, but like if they, if they fell or something, they just boing, you know, they just bounce back up. They're like springy. They're durable. They don't look durable. You may not look durable to yourself. God says, if I made you, you're durable. If I'm in you, you're indestructible. If I, ma- if I made you and then I'm in you and, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm living through you, nothing can touch you. You'll, 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 you'll go right through the tomb. And people will go, huh? 
I didn't know that this thing they were doing was so real. Yeah, that's because God is in the journey. Baby weights carry big blessings. In this season that you may be in, you're in that pregnancy season is a test of how you will handle the blessing when it arrives. Will you, this is really important. This is really important. I see this happening in my own kids and it's my fault. Is will you start treating the blessing like a burden? Because you're used to it. You're so blessed, you're numb to it. You're so blessed, you forget this is not the way normal people live. Sometimes I feel bad because I just want to, I never go out to the stores with them. And when I do, I want to buy like five Xbox games. Is that wrong? And I'm thinking back when I was a kid, is this good for them? If I was a kid, I'd be like, woohoo, five games. And, and then I don't do it, of course, because we got Xbox Game Pass and it's unlimited downloads. And why would I bother when we can just download it when we get home? But I'm saying like, when I take them to the store, I want to like oversaturate them with goodness. But that doesn't mean that's good for them. I don't know about you, but remember when, when God said, said if, if, if it's the journey I gave you, it's going to be similar, and, and what, what you experience is, is what I put in you. And so, so I know that if I just bless, bless, bless with no, no way to appreciate, no way to understand, or no way to connect to the journey, I'll never value the thing. Are you getting this? If God just dropped it in your lap every time you asked, you would never be at church. People come to church when they're starving for God or when they're hungry. People come to their knees when they're desperate. I didn't come to my knees. I didn't raise my hands. I didn't do nothing until I was desperate, disgusted with myself. I'm not saying I want you to go there to find that, but that was my journey. And I pray my children never have to get to the low I got to, to really understand how badly I needed God in my life. Because I was trying to carry Everything, everything, all the good things become heavy things if you're carrying it alone. Watch this. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus is speaking again. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And at this very moment, he's talking about the law of the Pharisees being an impossible law to carry. He says, my new covenant is carryable. I don't know if that's a word. It's, it's, you're able to carry it. And in 2022, God is saying you are able to carry it because I am actually carrying you. Come on, somebody. Y'all awake out there? You don't understand. You're not carrying anything without God carrying you. It's so good. It's so good. So when we can't, when we think we can't do it, God is saying, I'm right there. I'm right there. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He never said, I'll make the weight less. He never said, I'll make it lighter. He says, I'll make you stronger because I'm carrying you, which is carrying the thing. 
Can I get the baby back one more time? I think we just need her to lighten these people up. Can I have Camilla? Camilla, do you care? Like, Camilla, can you come back one more time? Yeah, that's the last time. Mm -hmm. She's going to text me? Okay. She's texted already? She sent me a text on my, my padfolio. It says, please don't make me cry. I won't. Okay. Voice text back. Come back up, Camilla. Give it up for Camilla. Um, please tell her not to give me dirty looks. Oh, she was sleeping. Well, the, the Lord did it. This is not a sermon about Abraham and Isaac. Don't worry. Um, remember in the beginning, we're talking about carrying weights that can be good, that can be bad, but no matter what you're carrying, if you try to carry it long enough, it's going to be hard, right? I got a little tired. I gave the baby back because I love her, but it was too much for PJ to carry while he's preaching. And then God spoke to me and says, I'm carrying you. So that means you can carry her. And I immediately felt, I'm pretty strong. I got this. I'm pretty... Pretty strong. But watch this. This is better than that. This is better than that. Everybody take a deep gaze into this child right now. And listen. You still are her to him. You, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're seeing, if you hang out with Ish, uh, Isaiah and Elijah, I don't care who you're hanging out with. If you're that old, you can look in the mirror and say, God still sees me as her to him. You getting this? That never changes. So no matter how bad you've messed up, no matter how many times you've fallen and you said, I just can't ask even God for forgiveness again because of so many times, God still sees you as her to him. Isn't that cool? That's good. Remember, Jesus said, you can't get in. Because I see this. Unless you have the faithfulness of this, you can't enter. He's not saying you can't enter, but you have to have the faithfulness of this to enter. Because he still sees you as her to him. And when I realize that not only does he see me, as a baby, but whatever thing I'm carrying is supported by what Christ is carrying because Christ is in me. The, the baby weight doesn't get any less, but it feels lighter because my strength is increasing. I'm strong. I'm able. I'm competent. I'm a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror, the Bible says. I can do this. When you thought you were grown, though, God says, you're still my baby. Y'all can stand with me as we close. When you go home today, you can, you can look in your rearview mirror, you know, point it to yourself in the, while you're driving, just for a second, you don't have a wreck. And you can say, God still sees me like this. Because God says, you're my baby. You're my baby. Daddy loves you. Daddy always will love you. A little froggy.
sometimes I just do this to her. I just, I do, I just kind of sing in her ear. She can't see me, but she can hear me. And she knows daddy's there. My mom used to do this. My mom would go, Then when I had kids, guess what I did? No, 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 to my kids. No, 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 no. She never did see me, but she knows daddy's there. So when you feel like God is not in your situation, you just sit up there and listen. He's going, mm, mm, mm. I'm there because daddy loves you. I'm always there. Chloe is... Um, my oldest, she is five foot one and a quarter, and she's 12. And she still says, Dad, can you hold me like a baby? Lord, raise Lazarus first. No. I say, sure. And now when she does it, it looks funny. She jumps, she jumps up on me, and, it, and I'm like, she's my daughter, guys, you know? Like, if we're out in public, I'm like, she's my daughter. Because it looks funny, because she looks like a grown woman. And, and, and what hurts is, like, my obliques start hurting. I'm like, it don't hurt up here. It hurts down on my sides. And she said, Dad, you said you never stop loving me or holding me. I said, that's right. I'll never stop loving you, and I'll never stop trying to hold you. But as Daddy gets older, I get weaker, and you get stronger. And I said, eventually, you may be holding me. But God, everybody look to your neighbor and say, but God never gets weaker. So when your heavenly father looks to you and says, daddy loves you, I'm carrying you, he will never get sore obliques. He will never get knee pain. He will never get, get fatigued from the pressure of the burden to carry you because he's a heavenly father. He's the God of the universe and he never will lose his strength. So I'm going to stand here tall today like Jesus would stand here holding his church. And we're going to worship. And my baby girl's going to worship for her first time, right? And we're going to be proud to live for God. And we give thanks today. And mothers, we thank you for enduring the burden of your pregnancy to get to your child blessing at the end. Because you have brought life into this world. And there is no greater gift. There is no greater love you shall ever have in your life than your child. You want to love somebody love your child first that's the only way you're going to know the love of jesus ever and i guarantee you that let's pray god we give thanks now great is your faithfulness great is your salvation god we need you like ever before this is not a show we want sunday to be a seven day a week thing so people know i've got to have you carrying me god help me know that you're there whisper in my ear sing me a lullaby whatever you gotta do let me know that you're without my situation that you're always in the middle of it i don't care what the world says because i got you jesus holding me up giving me strength and great is your faithfulness if the house of god can say in jesus name everybody say 